You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads. I'm Scout and you're speaking quite softly and we are the... It's a soft day. It's a soft day. Um, I'll tell you what it is for me, by the way. We're sisters, IRL, real quick. Didn't mention that. Um, I am entering what the kids call burnout. Yes. I feel myself on the verge as well. Um, We just came off the high that was our virtual event on Saturday, first of all. Thank you to all of our sisters. It really validated the community that we have. I mean, Scott and I were talking about it afterwards, and it's so interesting because when we record this this podcast, it's just us two or us two with a guest. You know, we never we sometimes see the community on Instagram and in our secret Facebook group, but to really see faces, speak to people for four hours directly, and like get to know the most active members in our community, it was a delight. It was so wild. And I, I knew that we were creating a special community in a place when we had the mental health um, chats with Meadow from The Local Optimist, which is Matt Happy's publication, online publication. And we did a little journaling moment where we asked them if they wanted to share the challenges that they're currently going through. And people were so vulnerable, so generous with the intimate de- details of their lives. And I just realized that, to have women who are able to stand up and say, this is what I'm going through right. so openly, I feel like that's just such a testament to the type of women that we have in the sisterhood. Yeah. And I'm so happy we were able to make space for that. And I think through this podcast, we really do st- destigmatize mental health and not even that, but destigmatizing being open about it and actually reaching out for help which I think a lot of the women did over the weekend so yeah it it was was amazing and then we also obviously had Natalie Maraduana we played like a really fun game with her um where she we asked her would you rather be David Dobrik's girlfriend or Todd's little sister and we won't tell you what her answer was because you could have bought a ticket (laughs) no I'm joking (laughs) No, we're putting together. Okay, so we also had a chat with Brittany Xavier, fashion influencer, TikTok, you know, mastermind galore. But we are going to put together a kind of highlight of the event and pack it into one episode for you. Hopefully, we'll get that out to you this week. We will let you know because, as mentioned before, I am entering burnout. Not Mm -hmm. only did we have the live event, but shit was going nuts with my agency this week. Like, everything, that's what happens, right? Like, you have a really... When when it rains, it pours, as they say. It's true for me. It was a torrential downpour I would say 
I mean, I don't, I wouldn't call it the torrential downpour. I just feel like I there was a lot of time sensitive things that needed to be done. So um, I'm also highly realizing that I'm quite the introvert, mm-hmm. you know, four hours of a live event talking to people, interacting with people, even though it was virtually, like, my energy was depleted. I was like, oh, I got to recharge. I mean, I'm an ambivert, and that was a lot for me. I had to, like, loaf and lay down on my back, fall, like, directly after. Once we hit end, I, like, fell back. Yeah, my one of my best friends is in town from Los Angeles, and she called me. She's like, can I just drop by? I want to say hi to you. And I was like, nope. I'm real nope. sorry. Nope, but I cannot see anybody today some people so people knew i was in san diego and they texted me and i felt so bad but i was like i'm sorry i just i'm not doing i'm not doing it this time around this time around it's family only and i'm I'm getting back to la i'm sorry and there's also like that little tinge of guilt like i've had two friends ask if they could come for a walk or sit outside or even talk on the phone another friend of mine just wanted to update me on the phone and to have to say no or not to have to say no but to know when you know your boundaries yeah. yeah to know in your heart that you have to say no because you have to take some moments to recharge yourself you know in, in creates a lot or ignites a lot of guilt for me as a people pleaser but I also I totally agree I think with the pandemic I've also felt this happen a lot like I've become a lot more antisocial so when my friends want to either meet up or do a zoom hangout I find myself even though I do want to catch up with this person and I love this person my best friend it's like I just there is something where it takes so much out of me and I need to like mentally prepare for days <laughs> in order to have this like one hour catch up yes I hear you but that's not exactly what I'm talking about I'm oh. talking about more of the fact okay. that I fill my schedule with other people's requests and wants and desires. I think a lot more than you do over the years. Like I have a problem saying no and I need a lot more time alone. And so over a period of time, if I don't get that, like I just energetically combust. But even in those moments where I know I have to take care of myself and my mental health, saying no feels like I feel guilty about it. Yeah. No, I could, I could sense that. I could sense that. Well, Hopefully we can take the next couple days to recharge and just like now that the virtual event is done, I think that takes one thing off of our plate. So we're a little, a little lighter, a little lighter on the toes. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Fucking done. But no. Fuck it. Like truly, you know, I am so grateful for yesterday. You know, I told Mads like, I don't think we're going to be doing a live event for a while, but I think that we are going to be doing like virtual happy hours, virtual meetups, like just free hours where we can just drop in and see you guys face to face. Cause I think that the community aspect of OKSIS is such an important part. And I, and I want to experience that more. Yeah. I think it helps us to remember why we do what we do and the daily <laughs> grind and struggle yeah. and the burnout. It's like, Oh, right. It's for you listening on the other end of this. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Why I carve out so much time to talk to my sister yeah. every single <laughs> yeah. day of the week. Um, <laughs> you know how it is. But anyways, my husband is now making your boyfriend an affogato in the kitchen. Is that the one with ice cream? Yeah. Oh, I oh I don't know if Ben. Is, okay. Well. Well, it's dairy free ice cream because Adam's lactose. Oh, free. even worse. <laughs> oh, because Ben doesn't like anything like vegan or dairy free. So, all well, right. Um, He's maybe, a people pleaser too. <laughs> yeah, maybe Ben will speak his truth and just get a so. good espresso instead of an avocado. So. <gasps> okay, sisters. Also, fun stuff. If you saw on Instagram last week, we posted that we have a sweatshirt that mm-hmm. says gratitude. Because we're gratitude like, whores. I don't like calling it merch because merch... It's not merch. I, it's just a beautiful extension of our brand. Well, I envision, like, when I create... When we create product, like, I would love to have a bunch of clothing like a whole line and so the word merch doesn't like totally sit well with me but we created a sweatshirt it says gratitude when we got it I swear to god like sisters I must I mean I'm as much of a sweatsuit gal as the next person just because we've been forced into them but when I tried this sweatshirt on I I wore it for three days and like in a row oh yeah it's divine it's um buttery it is cozy it's oversized. It's divine. Yeah. And you can purchase it now. Um, you can go to our, our website to purchase it, okcispodcast.com, and we'll leave the direct link in our show notes. And we just also want to mention that Mads and I did a lot of research when we were buying this or like looking into the brand and the distribution and the warehouse people that we wanted to go with. And after a few chats with Alibaba, we realized that um, we really, really wanted to find a brand that we went with that was sweatshop-free 
eco-friendly. So this sweatshirt is made with waste reduction, water reduction, as well as made locally in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So that was really important to us. Absolutely. So head over to okcspodcast.com to get your sweatshirt. Yay. All right. Let's get into this episode. Oh, wow. You know, we always love to have podcast virgins on OKSIS. I know. Who coined that term? I don't I think know. we were in Clubhouse and someone said it. Oh, God. The guest today is Lily Adele, founder of Click the Label and, uh, you know, notorious for being Sivan Ayla's best friend. You probably have seen her uh, throughout all of the Instagrams. Also, she's a famous bed. You probably have seen her bed on Pinterest. We talk a lot about the bed in this episode. Yeah, I was actually just looking at my Instagram stories and she popped up and she was wearing these amazing YSL sandal heels. This is one of the Click uh, LBDs. So Click is made up of bodysuits and LBDs and a vegan leather blazer. I I just don't know how I can look as effortlessly cool as she Yeah, does. she's a fashionista through and through. And she was such a delightful chat and hang and uh this was her first podcast as you know a business owner and woman and it was so great that we could pop her uh podcast cherry okay let's not use that metaphor ever again (laughs) anyways in this episode we talk a lot about the tv shows that we're watching minimalism when it comes to your closet as well as your house we talk about having a brick and mortar in the era of the pandemic and we talk about creating a direct-to-consumer fashion apparel line click the label which has which was really cool to kind of pick her brain about so we hope you enjoy sisters enjoy Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen, probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. 
Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Yay, Lily! Hey, how are you? Let me clean my screen real quick. Hi. Hi, beautiful. How are you guys? We are doing fabulously. I mean, it is a Friday that we're recording this, and it's just like the most much-deserved Friday ever. Yeah, but do you want to know something even better? Is that Lily was so kind to send us a bodysuit, and I put it on, and my husband was all over me, so I said maybe I should purchase more. So my (laughs) Orly mini dress just came in the mail 10 minutes before this interview. Well, they're on it. Yeah, yeah. You guys are amazing with shipping. I mean, I think I ordered this like two days ago. It looks really good on you. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I am truly obsessed. We need to talk about um, your famous bed that is behind you. Um, oh yeah. So you have a you have a famous bed. Um, if you haven't seen it on Instagram, you just um, aren't really on Instagram and you're not doing it right. So my biggest question though. Where are the nightstands? Where do you put down your water? So let me tell you. Well, one, it's so easy because I live alone. So I'm a very clutter-free person. I recognize that everyone who says that either lives with someone or has things that they need to have by the bed. I mean, it's just human nature, right? And so, like, I'll have my chopsticks, like, floating around, which is not ideal. But for the most part, like, it's just so clean and it has that little platform so I just put my phone there and then that's it for- that's all you need every single day literally every day so I have a text situation with my mom because we're trying to find a bed and I screenshot your Instagram stories and that's the inspo uh-huh. that I give my mom to then go out and find me the bed of my dreams and we're getting closer it's it's honestly like so comfortable though and I know that like you know I've had so many like apartments before I got my condo And, you know, like you buy furniture for every single time you move, right? You'll get like a new dresser, a new bed. And so I was just kind of like, honestly, I'm sick and tired of buying the same things over and over. I'm just going to invest and finally just like be done. So I went and I got the king size and I treated myself and I just plan to have this for good. Forever. I mean, you've probably, have you seen your bed like on Pinterest? Like I'm sure it is all over Pinterest. It's actually like the craziest thing is it's not because when I bought it or when I was looking to buy it, I kept thinking like, like, what am I going to do with the platform? Like, what am I going to do for nightstands? Cause it's white, like white, white. So it's so hard and it's low. So I kept looking on Pinterest and for some reason, restoration hardware is so weird. They don't have Instagram. They don't have any of that stuff. It's so weird to me. So then I've gone online to look and like, you can't find it. Okay. You can't see like how people style it. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to do. It's a very low bed. So that's like my issue with the nightstand, unfortunately. Got it. Okay. That was like the burning question that I just like, that was like my, if we just ended the podcast here, like that would be enough for me (laughs) because it's just so chic and like minimalistic and amazing. Um, Thank you. First of all, it's so great because I feel like we've had the trio on the pod. We've had Sivan, we've had Belen, and now we have Lily. And it's like, you guys are all this like, goals, adulthood, friendship, business, women together. Like, it's just incredible your friendship that you've had. How did you, how did you guys meet all together and, like, start businesses together, basically? So, well, one, thank you. That makes me so happy. I feel like it's just, like, the most beautiful thing, and I'm so grateful every day. And I – so it started with Sivan and I, basically, to answer your question. We've been friends since, uh, I want to say, ninth or 10th grade. 10th grade. Oh, wow. We met in history class in 10th grade at our high school. So we've been friends for a long time, and it was, like, love at first sight. We instantly, like, Hello Kitty at the time, Juicy Couture, all that. So we've, we've gone way back. But 
Um, as Simone started her career in like, I guess, influencing and like the blogger events and stuff, things started to unfold. And so like, we've been a lot of girlfriends like mutually like that. But Belen, she actually was working with Belen and then they became friendly and then it just kind of tripped in. And um, Belen and I actually have a lot of things in common. We're both really obsessed with Spain and like, we were both stylists. So it kind of just was very easy. And then Belen started her brand, Simone was doing collaborations and then I had a store. So it was only like the natural set for me to also get into like creating my own stuff as well. So we all just kind of carried each other and like have been helpful to each other in all ways of like, whether it's wholesale, manufacturing and all that kind of stuff. And we just help each other out. And it's like the nicest thing because we can call each other and just be like, this happened to you, is this normal? And like give each other advice and like help each other in that regard because honestly like the best advice that you can get and the best help you can is from someone that you trust and let you you know value their opinion and it's been so good that I, I can't even imagine doing what I'm doing now without like having their shoulders to like lean on at this point so it's just really beautiful and we all and then there's also Sophie and Annie and like all the other girls so it's just so nice yeah you guys have a really really great group of women together that all have their own things and it's super inspiring for me to see I've always felt like I all of my friends are kind of different and so having like that one group has never super been with me I have all these really really close friends but they're all a little bit separate but before that I discovered you through Sivan I've been following Sivan like since before she got married which is ridiculous amounts of time and I went into your store LA but what's like I guess on a soul level connected me to you and why I wanted to start following you and um, have been a huge fan of what you've been able to kind of achieve is that, you know, when you see someone on Instagram and you're kind of like, I could swap everything with them and be aesthetically happy and it would fit me. I just feel as if you head to toe is very similar to my aesthetic. And so in that, I don't think there's a lot of women on the internet with your aesthetic specifically. I think that it's a little bit edgier. It's a little bit more minimalistic. And I just really fell in love with that aspect and then started watching you launch Click and all those things. So I just wanted to say that before we start, you know. We're your hype women. So if you didn't realize. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear. I love that. Thank you. No, I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, too, like we all have to hype each other, right? But it just makes me so happy to hear because it's like sometimes like you'll, I mean, I'm sure you guys can agree you're doing things and you don't realize like, Hey, are people catching on? Like, is this working? And it's not until people are like genuine and will give their feedback that, you know, and some people don't really say anything, you know? And so you're kind of like just left to guessing, but to hear stuff like that makes me feel like we're doing the right thing. Like it's like, it works, you know, and having a store, like having people actually come into the store is my, is honestly my favorite thing. Like no matter how big click gets, I don't know if I'll ever be able to like close the store because it's just like stuff like that. Like I like to like meet people and like, yeah. like, okay, before we get into everything click in your store, um, cause we have obviously all the questions, but first let's do current fixations scout. What okay. is yours? So I was on Taylor Ann's Instagram and she provides all the vibes, the feels, everything. And she tagged the beauty chef so naturally I started doing all of the research into the beauty chef and I feel as if the natural progression of my wellness consumerism situation is that I started with skincare and now I'm getting super into kind of adaptogens and supplements and things that I put into my body and so I ordered the adaptogen and why I love it so much is that I have kind of dabbled into Lion's Mane. We're huge Ashwagandha fans on the podcast, but a lot of the times they come in powders. And I used to drink a smoothie every morning and I don't anymore. And so I would put the powder in there. But without that, like, I don't want to fuck with my coffee. I don't want to make like this extra drink with this powdery stuff. It just doesn't taste good. It's not a good, it's not a pleasant experience. So I got the adaptogen from the beauty chef because it's a liquid. And you put it in the fridge and you put just a tablespoon into your water every single morning. And it tastes like a refreshing iced tea that's not dehydrating. So like a hydrating iced tea. And it has ashwagandha. It has holy basil. It has probiotics. It has all the things. And it just makes it easy for me. It's a nice little ritual I have in the morning. I drink it while I eat my breakfast. And so I highly recommend it's kind of like my gateway into that company. They have so many, so many products for so many different things. 
I chose this one because of the gut nourishing. It also helps with energy and fatigue and mental clarity. So that's the reason why I chose that one. But I, I highly recommend the brand. It's it's beautiful. It's clean. It's well-researched. All of the things. Yeah, I was going to say, we're always looking for more mental clarity over here. That is like <laughs> the ultimate goal. Um, I love that. Yeah, I've heard of Beauty Chef. Um, I think they've been all over Goop and things like that. But I actually just got into this company called Apothecary. Apothecary. Yeah. Wow, that was... <laughs> <laughs> apothecary um but it is powders so it I totally feel you I put one in this morning in my coffee and it was like oh like I need to put more coffee in here or like something because there's there's just like an awkward taste and I told I totally feel you on that so I'll, I'm gonna check that out yeah I highly recommend was that your current fixation or were you just adding more no, to the just, combo you know adding embellishments Okay. Adding embellishments, trying to, you know, continue the conversation, but uh, there's yeah. that. Okay, my current fixation. Friends, everyone knows that I have embarked upon the journey of watching Grey's Anatomy from the beginning. Oh. I have never seen it, and ever, I mean, obviously, it's a cultural phenomenon. It is... It's Grey's Anatomy. It's still going on to today. So I was like, you know what? I need like a long haul show that I can just binge the shit out of. And yes, it is. Uh, it is as good as everyone says. I am at the end of season two. I'm in like the prime of Grey's. I think people say like after four, it's you, you don't you know, you can stop. But I mean, just Shonda Rhimes. You can't she can't she can't miss. She can't miss. Everything she does turns to gold. So if you're not, if you've never seen Grey's and you want to, or if you want to rewatch it, I, I'm having such a fun like dialogue on Instagram whenever I post about it. Everyone is DMing me like, oh my God, what season are you on? Do you have to like document your journey? So there's definitely like a legit fan base that I, I'm just like happy to be a part of and I'm happy to tap into. I feel like I'm part of a community now. I'm in the know. So highly recommend if you haven't checked out Grey's. It's a, that's a really big commitment. Oh, that's yeah. a long, a lot of what, a lot of episodes per season, right? Oh yeah. It's like 25 per season, like uh, out of control, out of control. But, um, I'm a, I'm a big binger. So I'm a good, I'm a good binger. So it's been, it's been what I needed to satiate that, um, you know, TV need these days, but yeah. Um, okay. Lily, what is your current fixation? On the same topic, I am also a really big binger and shows are kind of my thing. And so I just finished Peaky Blinders, which was insane. And I'm I'm like like nervous. I have like withdrawals, I have anxiety, the fact that there's nothing left to watch. I binge it so fast. And then I watched the Queen's Gambit, but now I just kind of was like, look, I'm done with like something serious. I need something lighthearted. Um, and I'm not really like a reality TV person or anything like that. So I just started Sex in the City from the beginning. Have you seen it and before? I've seen it before, okay. but I don't remember. I saw it like, I want to say 10 years ago. Right. And I haven't seen like, Sex in the City. I've only seen one season. Ever? I, I like, I don't oh, even know I, if I've seen the first season, like maybe a few episodes. I've never watched yes. the show. <laughs> like what? <laughs> It's a cultural phenomenon for sure. And it's the thing is, is it's so relevant to everything that's happening. What I don't know if it's been 15 years or 20 years or older that it like was like, yeah, it's 20 years old now. It's so relevant to now. And each episode basically like she's covering like a new topic about like everything. Fuck boys, people who are in like non-monogamous, like, you know, can think of she covers it and it's just so relatable. And of course the outfits are insane. So I'm watching that at the beginning. I'm trying to get through Friends right now because I've never seen Friends. So I'm in the middle of season two right now. You know what? You have a lot of shows. I'm just gonna go on the record right now because it's been it's been a truth of mine that I haven't admitted, and I'm really, really sorry to admit this, especially to Mads. But I just don't care to watch TV anymore. I just don't. Like, I don't find myself, like, I turn it on because I guess at the end of the day, I don't know. But I really, like, I don't, you know, on a Saturday when I have nothing to do, I don't get in bed and, like, binge. I don't know why. Oh, my why. God. Can't relate. You are unrelatable. 
Did you ever have a moment where you used to do that though? And like, you're just like done? Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of TV and I don't know. I think for me, they say this happens when you like go on a, I'm not going to get into it, but on like a spiritual path, like you crave stillness. Like I just want to be alone in my head. Like I just want to be literally alone, using my hands, making something. I don't even really want music in the background. Like I'm just in this time where I just want no extra noise. So I did that kind of during quarantine. I'm a huge show person. And then like, like I would before like the pandemic started, I would be in a rush to come home and that would be like my way to unwind. You know, some people come home to a glass of wine and I just was like, I want to like get into my fantasy land and like see my favorite characters and be in my show. And then COVID hit and we were forced to do nothing else but watch TV. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to turn on the TV. So for about five months, I didn't watch a single thing until things started to pick up. And all I did was kind of like stay busy, clean, organize, you know, do all the things that I needed to for like my mental health. But like, I just like that, I could not even turn on the TV. I had no desire. Well, it was different. I guess the TV served a different purpose at that time, right? Like it was something that we were not forced to do, but it was something where it wasn't like alleviating the stress of the moment. And I can totally see that where, I mean, we've all kind of gone through these like waves during this past year. I was going to say that was alcohol. That was alcohol to me. Like that was alcohol for me and just like TikTok. COVID hit and I was like, well, like I would have happy hours with my girls and like have a glass of wine sometimes to unwind. And so that's what I'm going to do now. And then it, no longer served that purpose it was just like this fucking thing that happened all the time and so now I barely drink anymore yeah it like burns it for you you don't even want to do it yeah we're all transitioning but anyways okay let's get back into your business boss babe nature um we kind of touched upon it a little bit in the beginning but you have a brick and mortar store which I just I cannot believe I didn't like say the store out loud. LA, like, duh. <laughs> I feel so stupid that I didn't like realize it was LA. Um, and you have an apparel line it's called Click, but and which is just yeah. bodysuits. So, talk to us first about the brick and mortar. How long have you had it? Why did you start it? And like, what has it been like this past year for it? Well. So history wise, you know, I started the store eight years ago and I started the store because I had always worked in retail. It wasn't like my plan in life to open a store. Like originally, I just kind of fell into it from working in the business for so long since I was 15. So at like 25, I woke up and I was like, honestly, I feel like I can do a pretty decent job on my own. I'm kind of more of a leader and I'm pretty organized and I have a good sense of being able to do all categories without, you know, being stressed out or like, I'm very, I can spread myself into the accounting into the merchandising and the marketing and I could be okay. And I just learned also early that I'm not one to work for someone else. I need to work for myself. I don't like to be told what to do. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just, I just kind of always felt like I can do it better, you know? And I know that that's like, a, I took a big leap of faith and a, a huge risk and opened a store really young. And so I opened it and I was really into it. And I was, I was there every single day and I didn't have any employees for like three years. I had like a couple girls here and there just part-time. I took the time to be on the floor every day, meet everyone, stay connected to customers. And then like, obviously it's been eight years. I started to burn out a little bit. And as much as I love that business because it's so community driven and I just love everyone who walks through the door. I just started to feel like I wasn't being challenged and I just was like, I need something. And I always said that I would start a line of bodysuits, even from eight years ago. I just knew that that was a void in the market because everyone did something weird to them. They would put a logo, they would put weird buttons and like they would find a way to chop it up. So I just had this idea in the back of my head and it wasn't until my girlfriends were like, well, if you're not, you know, if you're not feeling satisfied in life, you have to start something new, you know, and they pushed me to definitely do it. And then lo and behold, click started. Um, but as far as the store goes, this past, I mean, it's always been great, but this past year was really scary because it, we had no, we had no plans. Like we were literally told to shut down. I didn't know what to do with my employees. It was really scary. They all have to pay their rent. I didn't, it was just, it was probably the only time that I just sat down and I said, 
do I just close the store? Do I just say goodbye and just move on and just continue with click and it's online. I'll get an office somewhere and just do the, uh, the e-commerce side of things and just say goodbye to brick and mortar. But then I started, you know, slowly seeing customers at the grocery store with masks on and everything. And I just, they were like, when are you opening? And finally, like after things started to open up, they said retail could open. I still didn't open immediately. I waited a little bit because I just wanted to feel how it would work out. And I started hearing crazy horror stories about retail during the, the time. So it scared me. And then finally, after seven months, we opened again. And I'm happy that we're open, but it's just definitely been very challenging because people don't want to come into the stores anymore. They're scared and, or it's just not what it was. It's completely changed. The dynamic of like interacting with a human being, having conversation, touching things, you know, it's, it's completely, I don't even know what the word is. It's just like, you know, you can't even talk to someone. You want to hand something to them. You like leave it on the table and then you walk away. And it's just, I don't know, like there's something about it. Like there's an energy that's no longer there. So it's been very challenging, but we're pushing through and, you know, we'll be all right. But I just, my heart breaks a little bit, you know, it just, you can't, you know, help someone in the dressing room, zip them up. You kind of have to be like, I don't know, I can't touch you. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, we're, it's been tough, but we're good. I would actually say through all of this, so I have, I live in San Diego actually, and I used to come up to LA constantly before COVID to do the podcast in person. Um, but I have like my boutique that's very similar to LA here in San Diego. And I actually find it so comforting that they're open because if I want to go shopping, I'm not comfortable going to the mall and going into a Nordstrom's or Bloomingdale's or a Zara. Like there's just way too many people. And so the boutique is really nice because there's only a few people in there at a time and it feels a little bit more community oriented and not as like overwhelming as far as the crowd. So I can imagine that a lot of your customers feel that way with LA being open just because it is a safer option to go shopping than the mall. You know what I mean? Um, you said something which I wanted to hear if this is true to you because it kind of, um, I resonated with it. You said that you had LA for X amount of years and then you stopped being challenged. So you created click. I kind of believe that there's two types of entrepreneurs there's the one that start things and get it going and then like have it on, you know, on, on autopilot for lack of a better term, have people helping out, et cetera. And then they like start the next thing and grow it, et cetera. I'm one of those. I like the growing. I like the challenge. And then when it's smooth sailing, I'll like be like, okay, you continue that and I'm going to keep going. Does that resonate with you or do you feel like you are an entrepreneur who likes the upkeep essentially? I like the upkeep and I feel like I really enjoy having both, you know, and seeing them, but I do get overwhelmed from time to time. So it would probably like in a perfect grow, be successful and then move on. But then like you have this attachment, you know, and like I said, like I have this, you know, community with a store and I just couldn't even imagine saying goodbye to it or moving on and just being completely gone. So my office for click is actually in the back of my store. So we like have this like whole setup. So it's like, I'm still there cause I am so attached to it. And it is like my first baby. So it is still very much, I'm, I'm a part of it every single day and I'm a part of everything that happens there. So I don't know, I just feel like maybe like I do need just something to kind of revitalize and find like that spark. And so I, with click, I've been doing things like each drop that I have, I'm, ch I'm changing it up. So like my last nudes collection that dropped, we did a more romantic nude vibe with like different fonts and this, that I'm kind of challenging myself creatively, I guess, if that makes sense. So that each time that we do something, it's almost like a small little reboot and it doesn't stay the same and stagnant. And I think that it's something with the store, like there's only so much you can do, right? Like you open it and you just keep buying stuff and there's, you just kind of have to let it flow. So I guess like the short answer to your question is just, I think that I like to have just the both the businesses and just like continue to be a part of them daily. And I don't know if I could really say goodbye. I'm sure there would be, it would be like a loss or like a death even. Like I just, yes. I think especially these days, I feel like women entrepreneurs are 
they just put so much more emotion and passion into projects and businesses. And it just, it shows, it showcases across to the consumer. And then it also just showcases as something that you, it's like part of you and your DNA. So I can completely understand if it's like, um, even if it's struggling, which is not struggling, but like, even if it were to be struggling during this past year with COVID, like it, it still holds like that really emotional significance for you. Um, I want to talk about click because, um, you know, you mentioned that there was like a white space for bodysuits and it was an untapped kind of market. Tell people what specifically you offer then. Um, I know it's bodysuits, but like, what is the look and feel and why, why wasn't it being done anywhere else? Do you think? So I guess, I mean, it, it's been done. Bodysuits are everywhere, you know? And at the time when I first came up with the idea, it actually hadn't resurfaced. I feel like it was definitely more of a 90s thing. And then as, as I started to approach with Click, I still was finding a lack of bodysuits in the category of quality at a decent price point. You know, there anything that you see out there that's currently there as far as um, ready to wear, it's designer. And it's like 250, 175, you know, and then there's the other side where there's the forever 20. So there's that aspect. And then also, like I said earlier, like hardware, snaps, you know, buttons, all that kind of stuff. And then just generally fabric, there would be something that's either not casual or not casual at all. And then like, just very uncomfortable. So I needed something that was an in-between that I could wear. I'm wearing it right now with sweats. And then I can wear it with jeans. And it's a, like our specialty is a rib fabric, for example. It's comfortable for me to wear right now. And then I can throw on jeans and run out the door and just be 100% more dressed up. So it's something that goes from day to night. And it's just unique in the sense that it fits you snatched and fitted. And you feel sexy, but also comfortable. Like I could lay around in this all day and just feel fine. Whereas other bodysuits, sometimes I'm sure, I don't know if you guys know, like they're uncomfortable. Like you're kind of like fidgeting around all day and like, that's not ideal. So I guess like my niche is that basically it's comfortable and you still feel sexy at the same time. And the price point is like at that sweet spot where it's not over a hundred dollars, but it's also really good fabric. You get wedgies sometimes and it's like, it gets like wedged up in there. I was going to say the one that you're wearing right now is, is um, on my next purchase list. So I would say just from a consumer standpoint that I, when you came out with it, I did not purchase it because of what you were saying. I was like, bodysuits look great, but fuck, are they uncomfortable? And I just can't wear them. I have boobs and I have hips and like, it just gets stuck in my vagina. And so I didn't purchase. And then when you sent us, but like everyone raved about them, but I was just like, I don't know, am I a bodysuit girl? And so when you sent it to us, I was wearing a very fancy outfit for my wedding anniversary because we celebrated at home and I had to try it on because I was so excited. And I remember first feeling it and being shocked at the quality, like like truly wowed at the softness. It's like butter. And I put it on and I haven't taken it off in the whole week. As I said, I bought the Orly dress. I'm going to buy that one next. And so if anybody is listening to this and has been reluctant with the bodysuit situation, I these are like top-notch quality, really, really well. They're all made in LA, as it says on the label, et cetera. So um, yeah, and it feels a little bit, I was also worried because I do have some stuff, like some curves to work with and it works beautifully, like really, really beautifully. It just like the stretch fabric goes, it's just, it goes with you, if that makes sense. And if- People with boobs, you know, like I recently just did my boobs in August. So it's mazel for me, like, thanks. Yeah, mazel. That's I ever did. But it's just like before then, you know, like things like this were, was never an issue. Like, oh, I could just put it on. It's fine. And now that I have boobs, I'm wearing the same exact pieces that I had before. Same sizes. And it, it's just as great. You know, I have a nicer cleavage set. And I think that that stretch material, it just is does wonders for everyone. And that's, that's key, I feel like. So it's just one standard and you know, like your size, so you can just continue to go back to that brand and just, if you know, you're good. Yeah. You know? You've, you've done an impeccable job for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Brava. Um, so not only have you created, I mean, two successful businesses, but you, it feels like you've created like a lifestyle personal brand also surrounding you and, and, yourself I want to talk a little bit about I guess influencing if you want to call it that or bringing an aesthetic to Instagram or curating your life and things like that 
Can I take oh. it a step further than that, Matt? Sure. We love it. Take a step further. Yeah, because Lily, you started as an entrepreneur, right? And then the social following came. And so oh, yeah. I work, my my business is a PR agency. And so many times the founder of companies say, well, do I need to have a presence, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think in today's world, products, businesses, all of the things have to be attached to the founder's name. That's what makes people get behind a product. And so how has this following kind of seamlessly integrated into your business and entrepreneurial goals? Well, I feel like, like you said, you're just kind of buying at this point into the person, if that makes sense, like aesthetically wise. So if you see me, you see that like, I'm very simple. I dress in a plain bodysuit and I kind of just will have fun with like the bottoms with my shoes and my accessories. And I keep the slick back hair and the hoops and I let my accessories do the job. So I'm kind of showing you how I'm wearing it, which I feel like at that point you're seeing it, does this resonate with me? Is this relatable to me in my lifestyle? And then it's just kind of like a little point of view of how you're wearing it, stylizing it. And then that works for me. So like I'll purchase it and then kind of go from there. And I think that, I think at this, like I said, at this point, everything is hand in hand, you know, social media, you can have an Instagram business without having like a face to it, like you said, but I do feel like there's also a beauty to not having everything on social media as well. Like you still have to do the email marketing and you have to like really connect with your customers because let's say someone doesn't see your posts, then what, you know? So it just, you have to really stay on top of it. And that I've learned from having the brick and mortar. You have to really kind of get into bed. They say get into bed with uh, quotations with the customer and really like engage and understand what it is they're looking for. And I think for me, one of the most beautiful parts of social media and the, you know, the correlation with the business is being able to talk to everyone and getting their feedback. And outside of the fact that they're seeing how I'm wearing it and it like works for them as far as the visual terms, I like to like talk to people and say, how was the fit? Like if someone posts something, I'll message and say, how did you feel? Did you like the fabric? You know, should, how was the length in the torso? I'll really try to engage with people to get a better feedback. And you can't find that kind of marketing or research really submitting their review like that. So it's just really beautiful. And I think that having that community on Instagram is, is key in that regard because you're really just going having a one-on-one experience with someone at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, it reminds me a bit about uh, of um, – the founder of Set Active, Lindsay, her approach. We love Lindsay. She was on the pod um, as well. And her, I, she attributes her success to this like radical customer service and feedback loop that she does on Instagram. Like she will DM every person and make sure that th- th- exactly what you do. What is the fit? What is this? What do you do like? What do you don't like? And it's this constant evolution so that your customers feel like they are part of the creation process and they feel like they own a little part of it, which is just genius. And I think a lot of women and a lot of fashion brands are starting to do things like that. And it's like, it's re- it's really great. And I think also with your personal brand, the setting expectations and just saying like, look, this is how I style it. This is how it lives in my life. And people then like Scout and I uh, look at your bed and we're like, oh, we got to get the bed to go with the click. And then it all just matches. And we're just like aesthetic queens. Dude, I just literally landed on my ideal wardrobe. It's set active, click, (laughs) shop tan lines for bathing suits. Like that's, that's the go. three things I want to live in. That's really all you need. I, onto that though, I feel like also, you know, I live a very less is more lifestyle. So like I've said, I've worked in retail for so many years now and I've, I've gone through so many stages, right? I tried the boho thing. I tried the colors. I tried every category because of the stores that I worked at or like the phase in my life. And obviously, ultimately, I'm at this point where I really am just as basic as possible. But I think that having gone through those stages and collecting things and getting rid of them, I've just gotten to a point where I just like love to look at my closet and just see a neutral color palette. And there's things that I can just grab and coordinate and play with each other. And I just have staple pieces. So like I've said before, like on stories and things like that, if you really go into my closet, I don't have that much. I just keep fundamentals and they I continue to build in that regard so I like I said I live a less is more lifestyle so whether you're looking at my house whether 
you see that I have nightstands or not, I don't really need it. It's <laughs> like, I don't so need like, nightstands, so I'm not going to get them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, granted, granted, I have 3,000 of the same hoops, you yeah. know, but it's just, it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like the less clutter I get, a clutter-free life, and I apply that to every category. My house, my kitchen, my work, my wardrobe like my like main like focus and I just think that something like click translates that like here are your basics they come in black and white sometimes a little bit of color you know you just replace them as needed and they're constantly always there and like your click like they're your ride or die they always come clutch and you're good we love it okay let's do a quick round of rapid fire to wrap things up um because as you know we are we've been clear this whole time we just like want to emulate your aesthetic and your vibe (laughs) um so first of all Favorite skincare product at the moment? Ooh, skincare. I really, really, well, Sivan's number 12 face drop is my life right now. It's the only thing that's saving me. And I know that's like a kind of like shameless plug for my best friend, but I actually literally use it every single day. And it, I have really sensitive skin, so I can't use like all those really fun things everyone posts about because I don't want to like mess up a thing that I have going on, but I do use that every single day. And especially right now it's raining here in LA. It's terrible, but it really has saved me. Yeah. I was actually looking at yesterday. I have to purchase that one. Okay. What is your favorite beauty product? Um, I also, I am a huge lip gloss person. Like it's one of those things like I'm, it's, it's like sick. If I leave the house without it, I have to go back and grab something because I need my lips moist and hydrated all day. So I use the Summer Fridays lip balm and it is, it's my favorite. Okay, so I, I have been very, very dedicated to the Glossier bomb.com for years now. And I just like, I can't, I can't migrate because it's just been so great. But I have heard stellar things about the Summer Fridays. Because it's like thick and it lasts and the scent is unbelievable. It's like a vanilla and it just has like that perfect shine. So it's almost like you don't even need any color too because it picks up on your natural color of your lips. Does that make sense? All right. You've influenced me. You've influenced me. Um, Okay. Which Instagram do you go to for aesthetic inspiration other than yours? Thank you. Uh, Valentina Muntoni. And she posted she, it in your in your sweat in your uh, bodysuit. She is not only she's like the most kindest person. She's been so supportive, but she to me has been my my Instagram dream crush girl from day one. And she's been on there for so long. She's like OG, and hands down her for sure. I need to follow one hundred percent. Okay, who are your favorite fashion influences? Not influencers, but influences like of all time. Yes. Well, right now I'm really feeling Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City, but um, I'm really into like more old school. Um, I really love Rosie Huntington for more like of a classic kind of feel, but um, obviously Hailey Bieber right now, she's like next oh level. She's you like, guys look alike. Yeah, you do. It's so funny. I think it's the, the it's hair. The like, no, it's but you guys, <laughs> you have the same vibe for sure. Um, I love her. I know she's I mean her streetwear is like unparalleled it's like unfair to a point it's like how do you look this good every fucking day (laughs) um okay what is your go-to drink either morning night so well my go-to drink for like a cocktail would be like a spicy margarita Mm -hmm. but my coffee kind of drink I do the cold brew um New Orleans from Blue Bottle it's it's a problem yeah, Blue Bottle is good. We have it in San Diego, but like 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away. So it's not not the most accessible for it's me. It's dangerous. It's, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. I should be grateful. Okay, are you a morning person or a night owl? Oh, night. I'm not a morning person at all. I wish, I really wish I was, but not at all. <laughs> okay, which is one item in your wardrobe that you cannot live without? Other than click. Other than click. I always say a black leather jacket. It could be faux. But for me, I like a nice, good, classic leather jacket because it's just so timeless. And Hero Paris makes like the best one. All Saints make good ones, but definitely a black leather jacket. Yeah, I'm actually in the market for one of those right now. And it's a hard, hard, hard find. Um, But once you get the right one, it's perfect. 
Oh, wait. Yeah. And it'll go with you literally forever. Yeah. You'll never get rid of it. It's an investment piece and it pairs back to any style, whether you're a cool girl, if you're more like bohemian, whatever your vibe is, it will work. Which tattoo is your favorite? And can you DM me your tattoo artist? Yes. So my favorite tattoo. Ooh, that's a hard one. Probably. Hold on. I have this LA. I don't know if you could see it. It's like Roman. It's like stencil, the LA letters. And I go to this guy, his, I can send you his Instagram, but he's in LA and he's just like the single needle dainty little tattoo artist. And it's just, I'm addicted, obviously, as you can see. Yeah, I'm actually, I haven't had a tattoo since, I don't know, it might be five years now. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next one. Okay, what is your favorite current fashion trend? I really, really like the loafers that are making their appearance. You wore Prada loafers, and I was done for a day. I like fucking hated my bank. I hated my bank account. I was like, "What can I do? How do I achieve this?" They were so fucking. I love Prada. Like Prada is my dream entire wardrobe. Scout said so. so, Scout like sends me Prada things and uh, as like a wish list. I'm like, "What do you expect me to do about this? Like, what? I'm not gonna contribute. Fucking contribute." contribute okay i'll give you 20 percent. yeah well it's honestly so iconic you know and i never really appreciated a product growing up i always kind of felt like oh it's so matronly and now that there's they have this reboot and they have a new designer so everything has just gotten a lot more edgier but in general the loafers are just so it's very preppy and i think that what's cool about that is because you know pairing it back to like sweats or anything loungewear it just elevates the whole look. And I'm seeing how people are wearing them right now, like with the socks. And I just think it's so chic. And it's just, I don't know. It, I just feel like literally the word preppy. And it just is fun for me. I think it's a nice, fresh thing that a trend that's out there that hasn't really had its moment since the 90s. Yeah, so but I I'm feel excited. like the Prada loafers are a little bit Doc Martin-y. Like, I feel like they have that punk edge to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw the Chanel ones and they were a little too, I don't know how to explain it, but the, the Prada is bulky yeah. and I love the silver. So I think, and it's patent leather. It's not like leather leather. So I think it's a little definitely I, I love patent leather. Okay, shall we ask our last question, Mads? Do you want to ask it this time? Oh, yes. I'll, I'll pass the baton. The honors. I'll pass the baton the to honors. you. All right, so we'd like to end with this question, and we ask all the women that come on OKSIS, if you were to brag about one thing about your life and you cannot be humble, what would you brag about? That's a hard question. You ask everyone this? Yeah. Oh, everyone. (laughs) And they all – everyone gets, like – like like Very flustered. uh, Flustered, (laughs) and they're like, oh, my God, I'm never proud of myself. And it's like, no, bitch. Like, let's take it back and, like, be proud of ourselves without being humble. Oh, okay. Um – I'm proud that I do this on my own. I do, I run two businesses. Obviously I have help, you know, I have employees, you know, my dad still helps me with certain documentations and things like that because, you know, I black out when I reach it like that. But I, for the most part, feel like, you know, I'm 34 years old and I'm running two businesses and, you know, I don't have mans to like help me with anything. I do all the hard work and the labor. And I think that, you know, Sometimes I like to give myself a little pat on the back because it's not easy. And sometimes there's days where I feel like I'm about to quit it all and just say, fuck it. But I, I pull through and I continue to do it. And I've, you know, subsequently created a lifestyle for myself. I think that's the benefit of having it on your own is that you get to kind of reap the benefits for yourself. But at the end of the day, you get to say like, damn, like I really did that. And it's taken me a long time to get here. And I'm, I'm really happy that I did and I never really gave up and I just focus on the end game and you know it's not over but I really look forward to seeing what I continue to accomplish. That was beautiful. You should be so proud of yourself. Like cheers to you times a million for what you've been able to achieve. Lily, please tell everyone where they can find you, find the bed inspo, find click and all of the things. You can find me on Instagram at, at Lily Adele, like Lily like the flower. And you can find Click at clickthelabel.com. Beautiful. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. We love you, sisters. We love you, sisters. Thank you for having me.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 